Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Well, happy Friday to those who count Friday as a thing still. All you cool cats and kittens. All you, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Um, can I start off with a DM I got? Yeah, go ahead. So uh, we this is based on the podcast, I think, from yesterday. Uh, he says, hey, Kat, I listened to your podcast. I had you on Facebook, but I deleted Facebook because <laughs> I was getting attacked by people because I've been attacking certain things like Trudeau and the Canadian government. The last thing I posted was a Trump for prime minister thing. I got swarmed with hate. So I deleted it. I've been commenting on all the news sources and my friends were seeing my comments, not replying on my comment, but attacking me in Messenger or on my cell phone, complaining to my family members. Just thought I would let you know since your last podcast was kind of about freedom of opinion. Yeah, and yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, we, we touched on that a little bit. It, my, my post wasn't necessarily a firm, hey, this person's horrible or whatever. But the, the main thing is, Here's the thing. You see something on Facebook, you see something on Twitter, you don't like it, you don't have to respond to it, especially every single time. We all have those people who reply to these things over and over. And to me, my opinion, you're wasting your life just replying to other people's opinions who won't change their mind. So either unfriend them if that's really how strongly you feel about the topic Keep scrolling. You can also unfollow them. There's lots of different things you can do. If someone's putting their opinion out there, it's their opinion. You saying you're you're fucking dumb isn't going to change their opinion. Anyway. Nothing uh, polarizes people more than politics. Mm-hmm. And people are just hell-bent on changing people's minds. we got to get out of that mindset. You're not there to change people's minds. If somebody likes Doug Ford, they like Doug Ford, and you're not going to change their mind by going on about uh, all the the, the, the the teachers and the the, the healthcare. And, uh, just stop. And it's s- not going to work. How sneaky is that to go behind, not even message someone on their thing, but go to their friends and family and message them and be like, "Did you see what your friend or husband or wife posted? My gosh! Like, really? You fucking care that much about what someone else thinks? Like, mind your shit, mind your own business. It drives me nuts." I got a couple DMs here too. This one, hey Scott, just listening to your most recent podcast and you mentioned PetSmart. I work at PetSmart and where I work, people are panic ordering. We're doing curbside pickup and ship to home and people are still ordering several bags of one item. Also, we're getting the same amount of stock in as before the panic buying because they don't want to overwhelm us with too much stock. Some food companies though are having manufacturing issues, which was occurring before the pandemic even started. Hope this helps a bit with what you're talking about and hope you can get the food you ordered soon. Mm. Actually, it was litter that I ordered and it was a specific bag and it said right on the website, low stock. I just found it a very frustrating process with their curbside pickup there that it's in the same plaza as Longo's here. So I ordered it, went into Longo's, did all my groceries and stuff like that. It said my order was confirmed, checked my bank statement. They billed my credit card, but I didn't actually have the email yet to say my order was ready for pickup. I didn't understand their process. So I showed up to pick up the cat litter, pulled up out front, phoned the number. Hey, I'm here. Oh, well, we don't have that order yet. 
And that turned into a fairly uh, nasty conversation. Wow, How about that? Really? Yeah, the manager was not exactly the. Uh, we're not best friends. Okay, gotcha. How, how about I put it that way? Gotcha. Hey, Scott, love your podcast. Longtime listener from the Z103 days. Uh, I'm in the transportation industry, so I'm an essential worker. Love the comments with people hearing that eating cat litter will prevent coronavirus. <laughs> Must have been why Walmart shelves of cat litter were bare. Yeah. Love the great work. Stay healthy and safe. Thank you very much. That's another good one. And hey, Scott, love your After 9 podcast with Cat. I've even got my husband hooked now. Thank you. That's great. Uh, this person also does embroidery on the side. She wanted to know if I wanted help with my daughter's birthday gift. Uh, listen, Aww. I appreciate that offer, Chantel. Uh, it's, I'm glad you've got a side hustle. I'm sure there's people who need embroidery done. Me, it, I ordered it right from the manufacturer, so I don't need to get it embroidered otherwise. But thank you for the offer. I appreciate it. Uh, a couple things I want to talk about here before we mm. get to the replay of missed connections from our terrestrial radio show today on 91.5 The Beat in Waterloo Region. I solved coronavirus. You solved coronavirus. Why didn't you start with that? I guess maybe I should have. I tried to get people to listen longer. I'll come back to that. First. Um, oh, you tease and a half, you. Well, it's not like it's radio. <laughs> radio, the whole goal is to keep people listening longer because the way that they measure a radio station's success is the number of listeners they have multiplied by the amount of time that they listen. That comes out with a specific formula, and the advertising agencies know that if somebody listens longer, that's a great radio station to advertise on. We happen to have a very, very good amount of time spent listening, which mm -hmm. is great. Yeah, it, is it doesn't also matter in the podcast, though. It doesn't fucking matter. I, I don't know why I'm worried about it. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. But can I tease something else, too? Can we talk about the Disney thing last night and what we're doing tomorrow? Because there's two things I want to say that I can't say on, I couldn't say on the radio all morning, and it was driving me insane. Sure. So we'll get to that, too, later on. Okay, first off, um, in Canada, let me get the exact story here because people get pissy if you even have like a word wrong when you're giving out something that has to do with the government. Yeah, you stupid fuck. Yeah, exactly. Well, fuck you because I disagree with you, asshole. <laughs> you should see some of our DMs that we don't even read. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet you got <laughs> some crazy. good ones. Uh, now the coronavirus is letting prisoners out of federal prison. An inmate at the Bath Institution in the Kingston area is getting out of jail over fears of contracting COVID-19 behind bars. This guy's serving time for theft and break and enter, but he has serious health problems, including diabetes, pulmonary disease, and malignant sarcoma. The Correctional Service of Canada has granted this guy a temporary absence to begin on Tuesday. Hmm. You know, at some point, somewhere along the line, and I don't know when it was, we lost sight of what jail is. We all live as a society. And if you demonstrate that you can't be a functioning member of society, i.e. you want to steal things from other people or break into their homes or hurt other people, we have to take you out of society and put you in an institution to think about what you've done. This is like the adult equivalent of being sent to your room when you were a toddler. So you go to jail. I don't know that there's any excuse that we let someone out of jail who did something this heinous. Mm -hmm. But they're getting out because we don't want them to get sick. Is there not another option? I'm just confused as to why they get out and why there's not maybe a separate area. Is that too much? There's not enough room in the jails? Or like They're just free. That's it. Period. I don't know. I, I, I assume prisoners, and they all have lawyers... Probably not good ones if they ended up in jail. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's a bad lawyer joke. Uh, no, but they all have lawyers, and lawyers are getting very good at going to the courts and saying things like, my client shouldn't be in jail right now because it's dangerous. 
Okay, well, if it's dangerous, uh, A, they should have thought about that. Maybe this is another deterrent before you commit a crime. Oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't break into that person's house and, and hurt them because I might end up in jail and there might be a pandemic. Maybe we just keep them isolated, not near anybody. That's what all of us are doing. We're yeah. isolated in our homes. Jail is their home. So don't let them interact with anybody else. I don't understand why that is a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. That's why I said I have many questions. I don't understand why there can't be other options. Um, I know that obviously, maybe just based on the guarantees, they're supposed to be outside. And then if they let someone outside by themselves for a little while, they have to let this person outside by themselves for a little while, and that becomes an issue. I don't know the ins and outs. Um, my brother-in-law is in the prison system, though. Uh, not as a not as a prisoner, as a guard. Do do? <laughs> I just want to make that clear. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'm happy to ask him. It's not in Ontario, in Alberta, so perhaps it's a little bit different there but I know he's told me some very very interesting things about what the prison system there is doing to try to keep them safe but I don't know if it's enough I'll be honest with you because that's what worries me out of all this I'm with you I, I don't really care as much about the prisoners whatever but the people working inside the the prisons right now that's what I worry it's about not, is the staff. yeah it's not it's not a nice scenario I'll say that I'll just say that much because there's a lot of things that they can't avoid and contact with those prisoners is one of those things as much as they uh, can't control it they can't control in a lot of cases a lot of them are whack jobs that are spitting and doing things and anyway it's um I'm happy to chat with him and see if he has any thoughts on it too Okay, uh, let us know if you find anything out, because I'm curious. I, I get that there's a humanitarian question here, but nonetheless, uh, you're being segregated from society because you couldn't function in society. So uh, whether there's a pandemic or not, I think you kind of have to stay behind bars. Letting out criminals from federal prison, that seems a little serious to me. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so one of the things I've been accused of in the podcast, not even by listeners, but by colleagues, is that I have... Um, an unusual way of making things sound overly simple. So I'm going to give you my theory here about how we fix the coronavirus problem and get our economy restarted and get the border reopened and start getting back to regular life. Tell me if this is too simple. Everybody wears a mask. Period. Okay. Full stop. Problem solved. Listen, the reason we're, let me explain. The reason we're in this situation right now. <laughs> I seriously was expecting way more than that. No, <laughs> That's it. It's simple. I, uh, listen, we give these healthcare workers these N95 grade masks so that they cannot inhale the virus. If we know that the virus within two weeks, you will start to display symptoms. If we know that, if everybody is under federal orders, you cannot leave your home without an N95 certified mask on, there's no way to transmit the virus. The virus dies. End of story. They can't make the masks fast enough to have them out to all of us. How do they get them to us? And well, also, if you're going to do that, you got to add gloves to the equation because if you're out touching things, the mask doesn't matter. You could touch something, come in contact, then touch your mouth, touch your whatever else, nose, touch your face generally, okay. and contract it that way. It's still You can still get it. So, okay, so we add gloves into the equation. So here's the timeline that I'm thinking, because we've been doing this now for over a month. It was just over a month ago that this became a state of emergency and a global pandemic was declared. We make about a million masks a day, the big manufacturers do. If there's 37 million people in the country, then we need to get 37 million masks out. And we can go province by province if you want. Start off with the small ones, Manitoba, Saskatchewan. Uh, a PEI, Newfoundland, 
Nova Scotia. You guys will get masks first, and then you guys, under the condition that you cannot leave your house without a mask and gloves on. But otherwise, go back to work. You want to go to uh, uh, where uh, you want to go to work? Fine. You want to go to wherever? Fly. I don't care. As long as you've got the gloves and mask on, there's no way to transmit the virus if everybody is wearing a mask. And as long as that is enforced, we can all get back to regular life because there's no more risk. I good for you for trusting people enough. I don't trust shit right now. I don't trust anybody to even wash their hands, let alone to make sure they're wearing that mask at all times. Eight hours a day for a job or sometimes more for some people. I don't trust they're going to keep that mask on. And all it takes is a few fucking assholes to spoil the whole bunch. Well, I mean, that would be uh, very minimal. And I do think that the government would have to impose some very, very, very strict punishments for those who don't adhere to the law. If you're spotted without your mask on, or even if you pull it down for some reason, sorry, you're done. It's going to be uh, right to jail until the courts open up again. And you're going to have to deal with the consequences of that. We've learned a lot about physical distancing and stuff like that. If we take what we've learned already and everybody has a mask so they can't transmit the virus from themselves to other people and they've got gloves on, we should be able to get back to normal. All we need is for people to participate. And if you don't want to participate, fine. You just stay under lockdown in your house. But if we do what we're doing now for much longer, it's going to be a depression, an absolute catastrophe. And as, uh, Donald down in the States keeps pointing out that comes with a a cost as well when it comes to lives. Once you're in a depression and the economy is that bad, the homelessness problem, the suicides and so on and so forth, uh, it, it gets really, really bad. So there's a death toll associated with not reopening soon. I'm just thinking that if we really want to accelerate this gloves and mask anytime you leave the house. And if we do that, the virus can't spread. It'll be dead in a month and we just get back to regular life. Okay. What's the problem with that theory? Oh. Is there any problem? Because I don't see one so far. I don't see a downside. Well, um, I, I think that it's 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 a hard it's a hard thing to ask of of everybody to wear a mask their entire work day, not pull it down at all. Man, I feel like I'm fucking suffocating. I know I have a different kind of mask. I do not have one of the M95 whatever. But can you breathe that well in it? Is it comfortable all day? Again, I just don't trust people to actually keep it on their face all day long. I just don't trust it. I have trust issues, perhaps. Fine. Call me someone who has trust issues. I don't trust it. I don't think it's that practical as much as it is telling people you got to stay inside for the time being. The numbers that we've had more recently here are a little more promising. So I do feel a little bit better about the long term anyway. I think what we're doing is on the right track. Do you not agree? Uh, Yeah, I mean... If you keep in mind that what we've known from the beginning, that the numbers we get today are from contact that happened probably two weeks ago. The fact that it's getting better, and when you look back at how long people have been physically distancing and so on and so forth, it seems to be implying that we're doing the right thing. I I think that it's probably not that far off before we've really got this down to a manageable level. But they've really got to do something in the long-term care homes. They really have to do something about the retirement homes and the people with uh, disabilities and so on and so forth. Because they're basically being thrown to the lions. And the staff that's working there, I don't know how they're doing it. I mean, every time they turn around, this is somebody else dying. It's got to be incredibly frustrating Mm -hmm. and sad. Holy shit, is it ever sad? In any case, uh, I just think that if we... Stop looking at it as a healthcare problem that we've got to manage and uh, with the economy in the, the background and we just make it so that we think about it a different way. 
that each individual person has the responsibility to not infect anyone else. Problem solved. Within a month, this virus is gone. Even on asymptomatic people, that would stop the spread from the people who don't even know they have it. If everybody has to wear a mask when they go out, they're doing something similar in New York City. It's still too early to say if it's going to work. But in New York, you're not allowed to leave unless you have a mask yeah, on. That makes and I think sense, that's a though. great policy. That, absolutely. And that makes sense in New York City where you can't move one freaking inch without being in contact with somebody else. It's a whole lot different there than it is, let's say, somewhere here. A whole lot different. We just need to get more masks going. And I know that at first we had to mass produce them for the hospitals. Okay, well, I mean, everything seems to indicate the hospitals have got an adequate supply of PPE. In fact, it seems like a lot of their original requests were hugely overestimated based on the number of people they actually ended up dealing with. So maybe they might even have some extra in some cases. Either way, if you've got an N95 mask, I say have at it as long as you keep it on. You take it off, boom, you're done. You're going to jail and you're going to wait till the courts reopen. But that should be the, the compromise anyway. Uh, okay, so now that I've solved that problem, uh, let's talk about Disney <laughs> Disney last night. So there's so many great specials that are airing, and I love it. Um, I love that everybody has options, whether you like Broadway musicals. They're starting to put that on YouTube now, some old ones. Um, and if you love Disney, that's what happened last night was a Disney sing-along. And a lot of people were really amped because it was all about High School Musical. You yourself were excited to see the High School Musical cast reunite. Yeah, when my daughter was like first getting into TV and it was like the the tween age, that was when High School Musical and Camp Rock and stuff like that were out. And I have seen High School Musical more times than I think I can count. I knew the words, all of the words to that song last night. <laughs> I have heard we're all in this together way too many times. Yeah, that's what they play. That's what they performed last night. Mind you, I think it was just the record and they just lip synced over it. That's what it seemed like to me. Um, but I haven't seen the movie enough to know that. But I thought this was hilarious because when I saw that Zac Efron was going to take part, I was like, no fucking way. Like, there's no way this guy's taking part in this. I had this feeling because he had said in interviews before, that's great and wonderful. And it's part of his past. And he's not like he's not proud of it, but he's grown out of it. And I remember because it pissed people off that he would even say that. Sure enough, last night, it was fucking hilarious. He comes on and he's like, hey, hope everyone's staying safe. I want to introduce to you some of my old friends <laughs> singing this song. I thought, like, I I know not a lot of High School Musical, f like, fans were happy with the fact that Zac Efron said, fuck no, I am <laughs> not singing. But that's exactly what happened last night. He introduced them. The rest of them sang and danced around. And Zac Efron was like, no, go fuck yourself. I'm not <laughs> singing again. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, you know, I've always had an issue with people that forget where they came from, that don't want to acknowledge it. Uh, I don't know. Think of someone who was in a group and then went solo. The One Direction guys are a great example. Harry Styles doesn't like talking a lot about his One Direction days right. when he was just a pop singer. Uh, Zac Efron, to not want to acknowledge the fact that he came from High School Musical. Like, fuck, come but on, that doesn't. But that doesn't necessarily define Zac Efron. For example, I never watched High School Musical in my life. I know Zac Efron well from many other projects and movies that I really, really like. It doesn't define Zac Efron. No, but nobody would know who he was or give a shit had he not gotten started from Disney. Uh, the people that were in the Mickey Mouse Club that went on to get famous and then tried to deny their Disney history. Uh, there is a lot of them that were in the Mickey Mouse Club that don't like to talk too much about Disney but and that, their career But does that then. mean, though, hang on, though, but does that mean, and first of all, he was a kid at the time who probably got... In 
like told by his parents, you're going to be a star because you're really good looking. We're throwing you on the screen. How do we know he even enjoyed singing to begin with? He doesn't want to sing. So why is it? Why should we be mad at him if he doesn't feel like he's going to sing and wants to sing and dance around like he did when he was a teenager? Okay, well, everybody else did it. Yeah, except what is for that? him. Yeah, look at the other cast members, though. Sorry, but fuck. What the, where the fuck is Ashley Tisdale now? I don't know what she's doing. I Vanessa she's Hudgens doing is getting shit on left, right, and center on social media. Recently, because she made a dumb comment. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but nonetheless, uh, I think it would have been very uh, kind of him to join the cast and make it a full reunion, or he should have just said, no, I don't want to be any part of it. But to go on and get the exposure and get his name in the little name bar for millions of people watching and make it seem like he cares and then not join the reason they wanted him on there, that seemed a little weak to me. That's just me. I think Zac Efron should have performed and I don't care if he dances or not, but he at least could have lip synced the damn thing. I mean, shit, Zach. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just laughed. I laughed last night and I laughed again this morning. I yeah. thought it was humorous. I don't I get know. it. Uh, there's another special on tomorrow night, Saturday night, depending on when you're listening to this. And we're going to be live tweeting throughout it. It's going to be on on global. It's the one world stuck at home or whatever it is oh my god one world together at home together together <laughs> we stock, are stuck at thing. home i mean you're not <laughs> wrong that's probably what they really wanted to call it but they're not calling it that so it's going to be on it's two hours and i believe it starts at eight o'clock saturday night if you're not already follow at 915 the beat cat and i are going to live tweet throughout the special and uh i don't know we'll have some fun on twitter saturday yeah. night i'll be drinking so it'll be kind of I was, probably pretty I, funny. I was just gonna ask you um because you, you and I, both similarly, I think, for the most part, we do any of our drinking on a Friday night and a Saturday night. And when our work really got heavily involved in this, because our parent company, Global Television, is going to be airing the special at 8 p.m., so they were like, oh, we should we should definitely get involved. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's live tweet. And then I remembered, Kat, you're usually pretty shit-faced by 8 p.m. on a Saturday night. So right. this could be very interesting. Uh, usually by about 9 p.m. on a Saturday night. I don't know my name or yours. Yeah. So I don't know what the hell's going to happen here. But for whatever reason, they thought it was a good idea on the corporate level. So here we fucking go. We'll just <laughs> <laughs> giddy up. Let's see what happens. Might even throw the camera on and do a, an Instagram. We Who could knows? do that. I'll hop on with you. Yeah. All right. I mean, we'll have some fun with social. It's at 915 The Beat. That's our home for terrestrial radio, FM radio. You can find us there tomorrow night. Uh, is there anything else we got to cover in this podcast before we get to the Missed Connections replay? I don't think so. I'm good. I hope to those who still have a weekend, you guys enjoy your weekend um, and, you know, get the chance to, I don't know, relax and, and hopefully chat with friends and family over Zoom or whatever you do. Get um, laid. Hopefully get, you get laid. Sure. I mean, yeah. Hey, now. There's nothing I'd love wrong for you with to that. do that. There's a lot of people who are alone in isolation or, I don't know, with a... Somebody that they uh, cannot do that with. I mean, here's hoping it just works out your way this weekend. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, oh, one more thing. It's, I didn't even realize it was a listener. Uh, Shauna, Shanna, I think it was. Somebody pointed out to us yesterday on Twitter that the episode we posted yesterday was our 200th episode. That's incredible. Unbelievable. So thank you very much to everybody for subscribing and for downloading and whatever it is else it is you do with these podcasts. Um, now over 210,000 listeners strong to After 9. Boom. Boom. Mic drop. Boom.
Yeah. Uh, on that note, we do this every time we uh, have a podcast on uh, Monday and Friday. It's on our radio station. Scott just mentioned it, 91.5 The Beat, Miss Connections. So Mondays and Fridays, 745 is when you can catch it real time, live on the air- radio airwaves. But we always bring them to you here. So here you have it. It's Friday's edition of Miss Connections. Let's tell you the stories, the best of the web, the ones that we scoured for. We found them, stories of people looking for other people, and they can't find them. So they told that story online. I don't know how effective these are at tracking other people down, but we love reading them. Mm-hmm, we sure do. Where do you hear this next one? But I'll start here with, we were both running. That's what it's called. It's a woman looking for a man. It was April 8th, around 5 p.m. You were running down my street as I was stretching, getting ready for a jog myself. You smiled and waved at me, and I was so shook. I tried to wave back, but I dropped my phone on the road. It's super cracked. You, handsome dude, sunglasses, nice legs, dazzling smile. Me, awkward chick, pink shorts, and a brown ponytail. Wish I could say I'm less of a spaz when I haven't been cooped up in my apartment for weeks, but I'm not sure that's true. I'm really a great pen pal, though, and that's really the best way we can do it, for now, anyway. I really hope to find you, handsome, jogging man. She went to wave and waved so hard that she threw her phone on the ground and cracked it. A human person! Hi! Hi! (laughs) With a real-life eyes and nose and a mouth! Hi! (laughs) Is this how you wave? I forget! Oh, wow. That's great. Um, She's really downselling herself, though. I mean, usually you talk yourself up and, hey, I'm a fun chick and stuff like that. She's like, "Uh, I'm a little awkward. I said my pink shorts on and a ponytail in. But, you know, I'd love to exchange emails with you, of course. I might break all your stuff and things like that. (laughs) I really want to, you know, try this out. You know, if you want to get together, maybe it'll work. Just don't let me serve dinner because it will end up on the floor. Do you like your silverware and your and your good china? I'll yeah. ask you in advance. I'm not the person that would be chopping vegetables in this relationship. Just not for me. But everything else, I'm good. Mm-hmm. We can be pen pals. It has to be pen, though, because I can't type anything <laughs> since I cracked the screen on my phone. <laughs> pen pals. That's the best way to communicate right now, isn't it? Yeah, Let's... that kind of dates you when you call yourself a pen pal. Let's drop that in the old post box, mailbox, <laughs> my jigger. <laughs> And off we go. I'll hear back from you in 15 to 30 days. <laughs> After I wipe down the return envelope. Uh, this next one is called the car wash. This is amazing. Uh, man for a woman. I couldn't believe my eyes. You were the good looking woman in the bathing suit offering car washes to fund COVID relief efforts. Hmm. I threw you a fiver from my window. I'll be honest, you did a horrible job cleaning my car. (laughs) It was the thought that counted, though. I mean, really, though, I'm not sure what you used to clean it. Maybe a bar of no-name soap. I had to rewash it when I got home. (laughs) But anyway, you were attractive, and I'd love to have you come by. You can try again. I'll supply the cleaner. I'll sit in my lawn chair on my driveway and simply watch. 
Does he want a hookup or does he really just want his window cleaned properly? Because I'm really not clear on that. I don't know how to ask for a refund when it's for a good cause. (laughs) This is awkward, but you suck. Thanks for raising money, but you didn't really provide the service that I was led to believe you would. You know, I mean, it's great that you're in a bikini and all, but I mean, I I gotta see because I'm driving, you know? I mean... (laughs) You're really, really horrible at this. Maybe you should have done something differently, but if you could try washing it again with some actual cleaning products, that'd be great. Now, from her perspective, she is doing this for free, but raising money for COVID relief funds. Well, I mean, so when she you says. throw in a when you throw in a five dollar bill, that's not exactly a groundbreaking donation. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe she thought. Mm, you're going to get pretty streaky here. I feel that coming. You think she had like the good stuff? Like she had the armor all wipes on one side with the, all the good stuff over here. And then she had the crap no name bar of soap and it depended on your donation. Okay. Ooh, a fin. You get the bad stuff. Okay, cheapy McCheeps a lot. <laughs> Guess what? Scrub a dub dub. Oh, you wanted armor all. Well, for five bucks, you get the method. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't be so cheap next time and she will come over and do it in your driveway for you. It's a pandemic, buddy. Five bucks isn't going to cut it. Of all the things, though, for COVID-19 relief efforts? I mean, sure. Okay, whatever at this point, right? She could have just been so bored or so needing some sort of human interaction that she's willing to place her boobs on top of somebody's (laughs) windshield for five bucks. Who knows? (laughs)